father, give me my share of the estate. That is, father, give me my inheritance. Well, what has to happen if for an inheritance to take place? Somebody has to die, right? So the boy is in essence saying to his dad, drop dead, dad, I just want your money. Nice, yeah, really nice. So that's what he says to his father. And amazingly, the father actually gives the boy his share of the estate. And the boy goes off into this far country, and we read he engages in wild living. Though Jesus doesn't, feel free to conjure up in your mind what this boy was doing. I'm guessing, I don't know, heavy drinking, drugs, all kinds of illicit sex, carousing, all kinds of stuff was going on. There he was. But eventually, it was a hangover, it was empty pockets, it was wake up Monday morning, and he went so low as to feed pigs. Now think about it. This story is being told to Jews. This is a Jew feeding pigs. And he was jealous of what the pigs ate. Have you ever seen pig slop? Have you ever seen it? I mean, at least at the zoo. We used to live in rural Idaho. We saw pig slop. It is nasty. Nasty. And this guy, this younger son, was jealous of what those pigs were eating. That is hunger like I can't believe. I can't imagine ever being quite that hungry. And so the boy comes to himself. He comes to his senses and he says, wait a minute. I have a family. I have a home. I don't have to starve out here. And he turns back toward home. And on his way, it was as if he made up this little speech in his mind. And he was kind of memorizing it as he walked. He says, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired hands. But before he even reached the house, that father was there waiting for him. And the son could see the father way off in the distance. And I'm betting in that son's mind he was thinking, oh, no, here comes dad. He's telling me to stop. Don't you ever come near this house ever again. But instead we read, while he was still far off, the father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and he put his arms around his boy and he kissed him. Instead of having a conniption, he had compassion. Instead of showing anger, he showed deep affection. The son tries to get that rehearsed speech out. Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your... And it's like the father just cut him off. He interrupted him. He seemingly doesn't even hear what the boy has to say. And he calls for a celebration, an elaborate banquet, a party. which is why this story has always kind of been a shocker. Not the Wichita State shockers. This is like, you know, a surprising shocker. We thought Jesus came to kind of jack up ethical standards, to put a bit more 
muscle, into our moral fiber. Yet here's the homecoming of, let's be honest, a loser. He gets a party. It isn't what we expect. You know, we want the father to be gracious, of course, but, you know, maybe not overly so. It's one thing to be forgiven. It's quite another to include a banquet and music and dancing. Let the wayward child return, but maybe to bread and water, not the fatted calf. Maybe in sackcloth, not a new robe. Maybe wearing ashes, not a new ring. In tears, not in merriment. Kneeling, not dancing. Where is the punishment for his rebellion? There's a story about Abraham Lincoln who after the Civil War was over was asked how he's going to treat those rebellious Southerners when, since they'd finally been defeated and returned to the Union. And the questioner expected that Lincoln would take dire vengeance. But Abraham Lincoln said this, I will treat them as if they'd never been away. Lincoln had a prodigal attitude. But you know, sometimes having that prodigal parent can be quite frustrating for those of us who want fairness, especially if that prodigal love is extended not to us, but to our brother or our sister or our friend or our enemy. The older brother, as we read, wasn't too appreciative of the father's prodigal compassion. When the older child who is out working hears what has happened, he gets intensely angry and he refuses to go in and celebrate. He decries this elaborate treatment for his brother who squandered everything while he was a good boy, home, working on the farm. Very often, you know, that older brother gets a bad rap. I read some biblical scholars that referred to him as churlish and a hard-hearted miser. Those are pretty harsh words. But you know, if we're honest, who of us doesn't kind of sympathize with the guy? When I was in school, I was one of those kids that was very self-motivated to get good grades. 